Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Beauty Inside Out podcast. We are part of the Ask Us Beauty magazine, and we collaborate with authentic wellness and beauty experts to grow brand awareness and really help to educate women so they're making informed decision directly from the experts. We do this by providing high-performing content with real influencers to celebrate the people, products, procedures, and the services that they love so that everyday person can choose for themselves what wellness means to them both inside and out. Today, my special guest is Megan DeVito. Welcome, Megan. Um, are you related to Danny DeVito? <laughs> no. <laughs> I get that. If I had a dollar for every, every person that asked me that. <laughs> Couldn't help but ask. Well, Megan, Megan DeVito is a life coach who teaches women how to live well by starving distractions. And I'm going to ask you about that because that's a very interesting statement. And building boundaries in home life, in business, in relationships. She has a passion to support women to instill self-care in their daily lives. So they're living in a place of joy and contentment. Megan has a very interesting story. She got sober at the age of 25. You must have been having fun before 25. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I sure did. Mm -hmm. And has almost 18 years of long-term sobriety. So congratulations. Recovery has given Megan the ability to be a wife, a mom, and a business owner. And she looks like she's just sharing her wisdom now with the rest of the world. And tell us about the name of your business and uh, say hello, Megan. Hi, Kelly. Hi, everybody. It's such an honor and privilege to be here. And Kelly, thank you for uh, this platform and giving women a voice to help others. It's so impactful what you're doing. So um, I really greatly appreciate it. So my business is called Coffee Talk Consulting and we could get into how I got that name, um, part of my story, but I love coffee and I love talking to others. So um, that, it was just a, a, a fit for me. You know how funny that is? Yesterday I did a podcast with this wonderful guy who teaches, um, he has a platform for coaching, right? So we were talking about, you know, his bio and he's like, first of all, I love coffee. <laughs> and I love listening to stories that inspire people. I'm like, we are, you know, I'm, I'm right there with you. I don't do anything, even work out before I have my coffee. So it's funny that you say that. And when I heard, you know, the name of your business, I was like, this is weird, but uh, I love that uh, the name and it's easy to remember, I think too. Thank you. Um, yes, it's a, it was a, a name that came to me and um, I'll share a little bit more about my story and how it came to me, but uh, it's yeah, coffee and talking and here we are today. So, yeah. and it's just what I remember what's, it's what the neighborhood ladies did while all the kids are on the street were, you know, when I was growing up, they'd have like the coffee clutch and they'd go over to, you know, Pat's house and all they'd all sit around and chit chat, you know, um, and have coffee, you know, and so, you know, we don't do it the same way. Maybe we go to Starbucks or Pete's now, but it's still the same thing. It is a, a way to get together. So, um, so Tell us about how you decided to get sober at 25. Oh, 
Well, you know, I, it is such an honor, like I said, um, and a privilege to be sitting here today and sharing about recovery um, and sobriety. And I always say that sobriety is a state, right? And we are here today. We're sober right now, right? You and I. And um, so think, you know, and, um, but recovery is the process, right? So I've been in active recovery now for almost 18 years. And it was something that I never thought I was capable, nor did I want to, but um, I woke up at 25 in a, in a blackout in the streets of Philadelphia after a night of binge drinking. And I woke up and I was like, I need help. I can't live like this any longer. And I, I went into treatment and I put everything I had into my career and my business card at the time and my title in uh, corporate America. And I was so afraid of losing my job. And I was so afraid of losing my job, but I wasn't afraid of losing myself. Right. And it, so over the last 18 years, that's where I started really developing the boundaries within myself to put myself first so I could be there for others. That is amazing. You just kind of woke up like. Yep. You know, uh, that movie with, um, I think it's, um, gosh, what's his name? I always forget actors' names. It was Live and Die in Las Vegas. And he's just walking across the street with the ball of vodka. <laughs> and, you know, just, it's just, uh, you know, a sad, a sad place to be. To, but to be able to pick yourself up, um, you know, by your bootstraps and ask for help knowing that. You couldn't do that. And I really want to make a point that you, you put your job before really yourself, you mentioned. Yeah. And then we'll get, I'll get into more of that with my, my story. However, um, when I decided to get help, the hard part was I was the only one in my family at the time that wanted to get healthy. So get that releasing, um, that's why I'm so passionate on boundaries because of the enmeshment of dysfunctional families and breaking those generational cycles. So my recovery, I, st I started my recovery, but after two years of being in recovery, that's when it started getting hard because I had to make the tough decisions of really, um, disconnecting myself from my family. Oh, that's so hard because, um, you know, your family's your family and, and you really, uh, to, to be healthy for yourself and to put yourself as a priority, you have to make that decision. And I really want to point out that's very brave. And it doesn't mean that you don't love these people anymore. They're just not in your life. Yes. Right. And it is, it is almost like the, ab the most abnormal thing to say that I had a divorce my parents and a twin. Um, however, um, and I was, yes. And I was blessed with a son two years into my, um, recovery. And I, it was my job to break, uh, generation site, generational cycles for my children. So, um, it doesn't mean that I don't love them. It doesn't mean I don't pray for them and wish them love and peace, but they are just not part of my family that, um, my healthy family now today. Yeah, it's really hard to do. Yeah. Very, very hard to do. So kudos to you for having the strength to do that. It's amazing. And so you, you really changed your life and you started, um, you must have quit the job that you were doing, right? Um, yeah, well, I was in, I was in a, a career, a corporate career, and um, I, my son was born premature. Um, and then um, 
So I kept my job when I, when I went into treatment and they, and I actually, after that, I promoted very quickly and I was moving up the ranks. And then, um, we started, I met my husband, we started a family and my son was premature and my water broke early and I was sitting at my desk and my water broke and I never went back to the office again. And that was my last day in corporate America. <laughs> kind of like, uh, you know, a celebration, like when you're, they used to hit the ship with a, with a champagne bottle, <laughs> yeah. water, you know, broke my it, water, um, I left my desk, I never returned. And that was it. So I'm very grateful for the career that I had, because that's how I met my husband. But it was just another chapter that uh, was being closed for me at that time. That was your bon voyage. Yes. <laughs> so, um, you know, when, when you're setting, how does, how does someone go about setting, you know, the beginning of setting boundaries yeah. when their whole life has been, you know, uh, like the Saturday night live skit, the overachieving possum, right? I don't know if you remember that, but it, I always <laughs> thought it was, that was me. You know, I was the overachieving possum. Um, you're underappreciated. You're taken for granted. And last but not least, you're feeling guilty about saying no. And yeah. mom guilt and family guilt is the worst kind of guilt. Sure. Um, guilt keeps us stuck. And I was the offender where I would say, I'm sorry for everything. And um, I was just always sorry, feeling guilty for, you know, just living. And then what happened was, you know, I'm not going to say that it was the recovery that helped me start, um, that helped me set boundaries. But when I say the word recovery, anyone could be in recovery. Recovery, the definition is a new mind, a new strength, right? So we could be in recovery from work. We could be in recovery from just um, um, over-parenting and people-pleasing. So it's that foundation really of a recovery, of a new strength, of a new confidence, where you could start then building the boundaries on top of your foundation. If your foundation is weak, any boundary blocks you put on there are going to crumble. Yeah. So I can imagine this is where, and here's my philosophy. I think everyone needs a coach. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. I really do. I think, especially coaches need coach, a yes. coach because uh, prior to ask us beauty, we were consultants for surgery patients. And we just got to a point where we decided this wasn't, it wasn't just your average, you know, uh, patient that was coming in. They all had pictures of what they wanted to look like that were so unrealistic. And it's caught on to be almost like you can't even believe the, the sadness that came with it. So we kind of, we still do the coaching, but we have ask us beauty. And that's how we started it really. It was like, Hey, ask us, don't, don't go on your phone and look at the influencers yeah. who have distorted their body, or they've looked completely different than they did, you know, love yourself first at, and if you really want to do something, then ask an expert, you know, either a board certified doctor or somebody who's really done a lot of these procedures so they can give you the best advice. So I love the fact that you've kind of, you lived it yes. and then you started to open up this whole consulting thing. And how did you decide to do that? It was just, just naturally, or people come to you and start asking questions 
And was it through friends and family or obviously maybe not family, but you know, how did you get the, the clients? Yeah, that's a, that's, thank you. Uh, it's a great question. And um, I just, I love, I love your, your story because it's so authentic, right? It's really um, people over profit. And that's what I, I truly believe in, you know? Um, so I was, so my story is this, it's um, after my kids were born, um, God is funny. And he um, put me behind a bar and I was a sober bartender for many years. And it was so I could it was so that I could provide my husband was corporate America and I needed a, a job where I could provide, um, make a lot of money in a short amount of time with my kids at home with my husband. So long story short, I was making a killing bartending and I was sober and God knew that if I was sober, I would make money. Cause if I wasn't, I would be drinking all my profits. Right. <laughs> and, and, um, I was bartending and I was introduced to a network marketing career. I'm sorry, an opportunity when I was behind the bar and I didn't want any part of it. Um, I, I didn't want any part of it because I didn't have social media at the time. This was just six years ago. I didn't have social media at the time. And um, I didn't want social media because I didn't want to be found out for my family. Right. So that fear, um, I was still in protection mode of my kids. Um, so I started with network marketing because I just did. And I had a very successful career network marketing, whereas if um, I became, you know, top 10% of the company and leadership and um, right before COVID, um, I broke down. It was right before COVID. I'll never forget where I was. I was in the living room and my husband was there and I burned, um, I broke down so hard that I was feeling like I was almost in my rock bottom when I went into rehab at 25 because I hustled so hard and got caught up in the addiction of hustle that I lost myself for a couple of years. Yeah. What a dichotomy. Because you're trying to push yourself yep. to be the best. Yep. And you can only do that if you have, you know, you, you're not really prepared. You got a broken leg, you need a crutch. Yeah. And the alcohol becomes a crutch. So, and I bet that is not, um, uh, I bet it's, there's some, a lot of similar stories. Yep. Yeah. Right. And, and as women, and then, so I love, I, I always will, um, I will never speak bad of network marketing. Um, I just didn't become aligned with the company anymore that I was with. Right. But it's a great way for women to be business owners. Um, if they have that mindset. So, you know, I was chasing the rank, chasing the zeros on the paycheck every month. Never. I mean, I was making, you know, I got, I remember my first check at 15,000 going, why isn't it 25? And now I, you know, like, I'm like, nothing was ever good enough, just like in my addiction. Yeah. So I hit a rock bottom. I broke down. I went to my husband and I said, I need to do something. And then that was a season right before COVID. It was a season of being still, right? Because I really needed to be quiet. Mm -hmm. And at that time, at that time, I am uh, a believer and I believe in the, you know, the Lord is um, my savior. And I heard him clearly. It was so audible, Kelly. He said, you coach now, use your story. Now go help others. Wow. And I will never forget where I was sitting. And I was, I, I, and I jumped up and I already had incorporated coffee talk consulting for my network marketing company. And I went to my husband, I go, 
Coffee Talk is not for network marketing. It's for consult helping other women. Wow, that switched perfectly. Right? Was in yes. complete alignment. I'm a true believer that that you're you go through life, right? Just like you're in a car. And as you're driving along, you know, the sign might say you're going into one lane or the lane's gonna split or road work. If you don't pay attention to the signs in your life, you're just you're flying by the seat of your pants, right? Uh, with no steering wheel. So we all, that's a great reminder. And thanks for sharing that because yeah. it's really all of us get signs, you know, yeah. and sometimes they're just in the, the, the gut or they're this in the back of your mind, but you got to pay attention. You really do. Um, so tell me a little bit about like the demographic of your clientele. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. How did you, you know, how did you get people to start you know, contacting you and did you create like a curriculum for specifically post sober patients or was it just everybody in general? Yeah, I, um, I am not a recovery coach, right? I understand recovery. Um, but my passion is helping women who really don't know what they want, right? Because they're so burnt out. They're so overcommitted. They're so frazzled. They're people pleasing. And most of my, most of my clients come to me and I'll say, Kelly, what is it that you want? And they say, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. <laughs> I, right. And it's like, okay, this is exciting. We're going to figure it out. Right. Oh. So, so when I'm working one-on-one -on -one with the client, it's personalized plan for them, right? It's really, yeah. what is it that they want? And sometimes, you know, as coaches, right, we're not therapists, right? So I, I will be more than happy to recommend if someone needs a therapist that maybe I, this is not the right time for us because there's some healing in your life that needs to happen, right? Uh, yeah. But when they come to me, usually we could do some healing work and I like to call it the weeding. We're weeding the heart, right? We're just getting all the weeds around the heart. And then that's why we're going to starve distraction so we can hear where is it that you want to go in the next six months to a year? Where do you want to bring your family along with you? Where do you want to bring your relationships? Where, where are you finding that joy and contentment? So that's a great analogy. You're weeding the heart. Yeah. So you're kind of weeding the heart. You're getting all of the distractions in your yeah. life. You know, all the shoulds people should should on themselves a lot. Right. Yes as the saying goes, or are you, what if yourself to death or what if, what if, and you're constantly doubting or not listening, but if you're weed in your heart and somebody who's been through this, like you can help somebody else go through that and give that, I think it's a great analogy because you can really almost visualize that, yeah. you know, you clear it out, just clear it out. And there's so many people I remember, I wish I could remember the name of the book, but it was right after my mother had uh, open heart surgery. It was very interesting because it was not necessarily about open heart surgery. It was about why people have open heart surgery. Mm. Uh, it, it is physical, no doubt about it. If you're, yeah. you know, if you have uh, arteries that are not flowing and you know, all that, but really what it's about is they're not getting enough love. The love is, yeah. is, you know, so you get, you know, hypertension or you get, because the heart needs more than just, you know, go to work every day and, you know, having too much coffee, <laughs> <laughs> but, 
but it is yeah but it is it's like it's a balance and i think you got to pay attention to that so who are your your clients then are yeah. they you know like not, not not names but typically you know what's their demographic so typically my client is about 35 to 60 they're coming to me they're spent they're tired they've been either raising kids or in the middle of raising kids and they don't even know who they are anymore but they know they want to laugh again right they, um i i was convicted i you know my kids are 14 and 15 now and a couple years ago maybe 6 years ago 5 years ago i go wait i haven't heard myself laugh with my kids when's the last time have you laughed right so I want my clients to laugh again and they want to laugh again too. I'm really big on eliminating the distractions of the family. We, we um, digital, you know, device detox, um, diets, digital diets, and just kind of eliminate, eliminate all that noise. So we can really connect with um, our, our family and our friends because we're created for community at the end of the day. Right. And all these distractions are keeping us isolated. The, the busy is, something that I used to wear as a badge of honor, but ultimately it's one of the biggest distractions that you could be a part of that busy. Yeah. Yeah. And it sometimes it reminds me if, you know, I'm talking to, and I don't want to point the finger at my husband because I love him dearly, but you know, people handle things differently. And when you bring up a subject and they're like, you can tell they're avoiding it or they want to go this way. And, and I think that that is, um, you know, we all do that. It's like, I'm not ready to talk about that right now. I'm not ready. Maybe they need some weeding to do, Yeah. or it's just not their time to be thinking about it because they can't handle it right now. So, um, but, so that's interesting. And so how do your clients contact you? Do you, do you just start with a phone call and then see if there's a good fit? And then if it is a good fit, what are, what are next steps? Yeah. So I do uh, what I love uh, to do and I do what I do best. I love to do what I do best is getting on a coffee talk with them on a zoom, right? We're just going to talk. We're going to see where you're at, what kind of heart work needs to be done. I call it the heart work before the hard work, right? Let's, let's see where your heart is, you know, and let's see if we're a good fit. So, you know, I, um, my website is megandevito.com. They could always book a, um, a complimentary consultation on there. Um, and then we see like, where is it that you want to be? Um, where is it that you want to go? Um, and we're going to help put simple steps, simple, not overwhelming, simple steps in place. So um, you could have joy in your life again. Yes. Yeah. I really like that because there's, there's no pressure to start with. It's just, you got somebody to talk to. And I think there's something really powerful when, for example, you get on a plane and I don't know, I used to travel a lot for work and you get on a plane, you sit next to somebody and they either talk or they don't. And I've had some neck pain by listening to people, right? And they tell you the most amazing things. And I think it's because they know they'll never see you again, right? Yeah. people, you know, just really want to be heard and they'll tell their hairdresser or the person next to them in the seat in the air, in the airplane or, you know, whoever, because nobody else wants to listen. You so, know, it's not. Yeah. And I, I agree, Kelly. Right. And also too, um, they might not think they have someone who can listen, but this is where I come into place. I'm going to listen and we're going to put 
impactful action plans into place so you could get your results, right? Action, right? So we could talk all day long, but we need that, that action. And just like I said about recovery, any person that comes to me who is feeling um, burned out, we're in a recovery process, right? We're going to walk through this. We're going to have a new strength. We're going to have new confidence. We're going to have a new mindset, right? And sometimes it takes a little longer than others, but it is a recovery process. Definitely is because we've learned good and very bad habits. And, And they say it takes really six weeks to break a bad or a good habit to create a habit or, you know, to eliminate a habit. Um, so I love your style of consulting. It's really about talking and an action plan because then people feel empowered, you know, if it's a book or if it's just learning how to speak differently, um, to their partner, to their boss and say, I really need to be heard. You know, if I could just get a minute of your time, I want, I would like to say how I feel, you know, and I just want you to listen and that's it. That, that in and of itself is really powerful because people don't know where to start. That's not their MO. They're so used to saying, yes, 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 yes. Right. So, um, so I love that. Um, you know, you have, I think I saw this on your Facebook page and it's, uh, it's a quote about technology and I, I love it because I think that, you know, especially since COVID, we're all stuck and glued to, you know, either our phone or our computer or our tablet. Um, and it says, how mentally unhealthy would it feel for you to check your physical mailbox the same amount of time you check your phone? So tell me about that. Um, so I'm, you know, being a workaholic coming off of that, I was a workaholic and being attached to my device and working and then looking up and saying, oh my gosh, what am I doing to my kids? How am I, how am I setting an example for them? So I had to, because I had a coach and she told me that I needed, and I was unwilling to do whatever my coach tells me. Uh, this was a few years ago um, that I needed to take a digital, um, detox 24 hours, um, every week. And I was like, I can't do that. (laughs) I can't, I can't do it. I got nervous and I got sweaty and, um, and I did it. And now, and organically it has happened that now my family, we do it every weekend, Saturday evening into Sunday evening. We all unplug as a family and have family time. And those distractions are just robbing us of our, because what you said about, about ask me, right? It's the comparison trap, right? Are we, are we taking on other people, right? The comparison of checking our our notifications or what I am so passionate about is it's because if it's somebody else's urgent, it's not your urgent. That's right. Right. And we take that on, like, it's not my urgent, right? So setting boundaries with technical, technical devices, technology has been something I've been passionate about for the last few years. And now I'm working with Uh, families to help instill that with their children. I love it. I think that's such a great niche. And we all need that right now um, because we're not connecting as human beings. And I think there might even be, 
you know, a plan behind that. I don't know, but then nonetheless, I think it's really important to still have that connection and, you know, spend time, whether play checkers, you know, play, learn how to play chess or do things as a family. I think it's great. Megan, tell us where can they reach you again? Um, and you might want to spell your name out so people know um, how it's spelled because, and then the, you know, the, the coffee, uh, you know, coffee talk coaching. Thank you, Kelly. Again, thank you for this opportunity. Um, my name is Megan with an H, M-E-G-H-A-N, DeVito, D-E-V-I-T-O. Um, uh, you can find me MeganDeVito.com on Facebook or Instagram. And um, I'll be happy to just pop on a complimentary uh, coffee talk with you, a, a clarity call, and we could do some heart work, you know, and see how I can help you. Um, and see if you need a, a burn, you know, a recovery from being um, burned out. Yeah. Yeah. You're really doing what you're supposed to be doing. You're amazing. Amazing woman. Thank, um, you. thank you so much for joining me. And it was my pleasure to have you and um, keep doing the good work. Keep doing God's work. Thank you. It's an honor. Thank you, Kelly. You're welcome.